It's time for the second half of Main Street Sports today. Coming up, Chip Walters of the Blue Raider Network will talk all Blue Raiders, so stay tuned for that uh, around 3 o'clock. Also, it is the Masters Week. Tiger looks like he's going to play. The question, is he the goat of goats? We'll discuss. Don't forget this day in Braves history every day through the season, which is around the corner. And Top 5 Tuesday Most Hated Teams. A couple of guys that never get hate mail. The Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. No hate. Uh, no hate. We've had our share. Yeah. I know. Well uh, earned, though. This, Most specifically. Uh, I, I, I had a little little situation this weekend that might beg to differ but anyway <laughs> that means people are paying attention oh, oh right they are most definitely paying attention that's what we want that's yeah, yeah. so mo uh, i i mean obviously mo understands what the what this segment is about but yesterday there was a tweet that that tiger woods was the goat of the goats and So JP and I kind of had a brief conversation, and I thought, no, this is a great conversation. We need to have this on the air. Yeah, we stopped the conversation. We did. We stopped it Mm mid-conversation because we were kind of going through the goats of every sport and thought, well, is Tiger Woods the goat of all goats? Is he the most dominant of goats? You know, I don't have his – I can't – Is he even the most – the greatest of all time? In golf. In golf. That's the first question. You have to, you have. Oh, to be the goat of all goats, you have to be the goat of your sport. <laughs> right. I I mean, think, that, yeah, that is a given. That's a requirement. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the only requirement of this conversation yeah. is you must be the goat of your sport. I think it's fair to say that he is. And Jack Nicholas the goat is of the golf. only, is the only close. And that's only because he has more major wins. But I, I think, I think the age at, with, at which Tiger did it was so stunning and just the pure domination of that first seven years mm-hmm. also how we miss the what if tiger woods don't get his beat by his wife <laughs> on our top five what ifs is pretty or, remarkable. or any of his accidents mm. if yeah. you will i mean it because if that doesn't happen jack nicholas is an afterthought it, <laughs> So that may be the biggest it, it, what if in sports yeah, history. If that doesn't happen, we're probably not having this conversation because he probably is a goat of all goats. But I, I say I agree. I think Tiger Woods to me, and maybe it's recency bias. Maybe it's because I grew up watching Tiger Woods. But my goodness, well, he, he was. transformed the sport. I, you know, I think I think that's the <laughs> distinction here. Yep. With if he had that all-time majors record. I think there's no question, right? That's the only thing that any argument could be made against him being the greatest of all time is that he doesn't have the most majors in his sport. But in terms of the impact on his sport, no question. Oh, there's nobody close, yeah. right? So yeah. that's that's why I think everything else points to Tiger. Mm-hmm. That's the only mitigating factor. So that being said... If Tiger is the GOAT of golf... Where does he rank? Obviously, we think Tom Brady is the GOAT. In football, it's arguable, but it is somewhat arguable because I would, I would, I think Jim Brown has to be in the discussion. There are a lot of old school players who deserve to be in the discussion, but I mean, none of them has 
what seven? None of them have seven rings. Yeah, and Nobody. you know, I think this, it's an interesting dichotomy because the conversation with Brady leads more towards him being the goat because of his numbers. Sure. Um, I, I mean, yes, he he's all time, but his athleticism was not really dominant. The numbers say otherwise when you when you look at him. Mm-hmm. You know, the, because he leads everything. A lot of that's longevity. Um, but it's but it's interesting because you know Tiger was so dominant. I don't think anybody says Brady was dominant. I mean, for, I saw something yeah. right after he retired that kind of broke Brady's career, his 21-year career, up into three seven-year hits, mm-hmm. each of which it's Hall of Fame would worthy. be Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's kind of hard to say. I and mean, collectively, when you put it in that frame of mind, you're right. It is hard to argue that he's not the GOAT. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that there are other people that deserve to be mentioned in the conversation. Sure. I think at the end of the conversation, you have to say – Seven rings. Montana, Rice. Rice is close. Mm-hmm. Rice mm-hmm. had five rings, right? Because he won one with Young and, and four and with Montana. And is so far out ahead of at his position. At, yeah. So, I mean, so, everything. But uh, that being but said, at, whoever, the, whoever the football goat is, I don't think any it, – it's arguable enough that he's not the goat of goats. Right. Here were the two names that I came up with. One, baseball, who knows? I cannot tell you who the greatest baseball player of all time is. I think Willie Mays is in the discussion. I think Hank Aaron's in the discussion. I I, I mean, I think that Sandy Koufax is in the discussion. I, there are a lot I, I think of that great there, baseball I players. I think that there are enough people in that conversation that none of them emerges as goat of goats worthy. Exactly. So we're just – Ixnang baseball. We, we are. No no disrespect to baseball. <laughs> right. Just, yeah. no. There's just too many people to make. I said Wayne Gretzky is probably the closest for me as far as domination of their sport as an individual mm-hmm. and Michael Jordan. Because Michael Jordan completely changed the game of basketball. Heck, he changed the length of the shorts they wear. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> He, he changed so much, and then, of course, you've got six rings, and if he doesn't retire, he may have eight rings. Who knows? Well, yeah, when he was in at the row. top and, and they made it, they won, and he won the MVP, and, the, and there was no question. But he was still the best player in the league oh, sure. when he wasn't winning championships Correct. in the 80s. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, it, it is a team sport, and, and but when he got there, he won six for six and six MVPs. Same thing with Joe, with Joe Montana. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Again, um, at the risk of being the fly in the ointment, I, I think as you talk about a guy that transformed the game like Michael Jordan did, I think you have to include Wilt Chamberlain in that discussion because a seven-footer doing what he did at that in that era. Unreal. Yeah. I mean, I I think has to be in the, in the discussion. I think ultimately you are probably right regarding Jordan, but I, I think there has to be mention thereof. The only person who is not – in all of sports, the only person who is undisputed, the greatest player of all time is Wayne Gretzky. There is nobody – you cannot – Gordy Howe don't care. You cannot 
under any circumstance argue that Wayne Gretzky is not the greatest hockey player of all time. <laughs> if you take away every goal he ever scored, he still has more points than anybody in, in history. It's unreal. Every goal, take them all yeah. away. And he's the goals record leader holder. Well, and to that end, <laughs> going back to baseball for just a second, take away all 755 of Hank Aaron's home he's runs, and he's still got 3,000-plus hits. I mean – so. When it's, you're talking about the go to baseball, that's that's something that needs to be. But again, I think that there are enough different candidates. Sure. That goat of goats is probably out of reach for any of them. So you're talking Tiger and you're talking Gretzky. Then is that that's it. That's that's where my that's where I go. I go to me. I think it's Gretzky, Tiger, and then Jordan, and then Brady. What what elevates Gretzky over Tiger for you? The fact that he is he, he dominated his sport. He's got the numbers from the, from, I guess. The from the time he got there to the time he quit, and he was there for twenty years. So if Tiger had quit, had Tiger not gotten beat up <laughs> and not gotten not been injured, had he done it from from ninety eight to. 2015 or 2019, if he had had that 20-year career where he wins in the Masters, you know, bookends it, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's no question I think Tiger's probably the greatest because he would have so many more majors than Jack Nicholas ever had. But in we can't use what-ifs. Mm -hmm. we got to go by what yeah, happened. Sure. And yeah. Wayne Gretzky, from the time he entered the league to the time he left the league, he was the greatest player on the ice at all times. Step one to being great, to being the greatest, <coughs> is you got to be on the field to play. <laughs> you got to play. Certainly doesn't hurt. I mean, you can't be the greatest without playing. Exactly. And so injuries do play a factor <laughs> and, and other circumstances. So uh, to Wayne Gretzky's credit, to Tom Brady's credit. Sure. I mean, there is something to be said to being eligible and keeping your body in that shape, your skill set. For that period of that time. That is part of being great. Yep. And that can't go understated. Yep. This day in Braves history, on April 5th, 2015, closer Craig Kimbrell and outfielder Melvin, oh, sorry, BJ Upton, were traded to the Padres. In return, Atlanta received from San Diego, outfielder Cameron Maben, first baseman Carlos Quentin, Pitchers Matt Whistler and Jordan Parabek, who? And a 2015 competitive balance round Wait, A pick. Did, did any of those outside of Whistler? Maben. Maben played? Maben played. I don't think Carlos Quentin ever put on a uniform. Okay. We sent him packing when he got here. Yeah, yeah. And I think Parabek was in the organization but never got up. All right. Fine. And a 2015 competitive balance round A pick. <laughs> That pick was the number 41 pick in the 2015 draft, and with it, the Braves called the name of Mississippi High School standout Austin Riley. You know what? Yeah. I'll take it. Every day and twice on Sunday. I'll take it twice that, this Sunday. That, that, that pick in and of itself made that trade for the Braves. Zero question. Yep. And we got rid of B.J. Upton, which was – we could have gotten back a bag of peanuts and I'd have been okay with getting rid of BJ. You also got a pretty good stretch out of Cameron Maben as well, a North Carolina native who loved playing in Braves country while he was here. I bet he did. Let's talk a little Blue Raider sports with Chip Walters. 
right after this break here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao alongside Mo Patton, J.P. Plant on the controls, and getting you all caught up on the small-town gossip, live from Columbia. There's a lot of small-town gossip around here. One of the guys who loves getting caught up on Columbia gossip is... You know, from right here in the dimple, and that's Chip Walters who joins us now, the voice of the Blue Raiders. Talk a little Blue Raider sports. Chip, what's going on, man? Well, you know, it's it's always something. You know, last <laughs> week I was I was in a car driving to Cookville. Today, um, I, I just get out of the dentist chair, and I feel like this side of my face is about to fall off. But uh, you know, but we're trudging on. Well, if you can and, feel uh, that side of your face, that's that's probably the the issue. <laughs> well, I'm starting to be able to feel it, but ah. uh, the 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 uh, the numbing agent uh, that uh, my dentist uh, used today uh, worked quite well. So uh, <laughs> so now 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 we're coming off of that. So, but yeah, you guys doing good? We're doing well. We're doing well. It was um, it was Mule Day over the weekend, as I'm sure you're aware. 
and um, I was I was actually in the Dimple on Friday night for an event. Friday night. Oh, for a Mule Day related event. Yes, for a Mule Day related were event. You, you and, weren't uh, in the auctioneer challenge, were you? No, I was not. Okay. Nor was I in the lying contest. Oh. But you know, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I was uh, emceeing a gated mule show over at the park. Gated mules. Mm-hmm. Where they ride mules like they do walking horses or quarter horses or sure. I, I, that kind I, of thing. I want to pipe in real quick because Chip. For for years, uh, and and I don't know, you may still do the walking horse, but I know you've got the Tennessee walking horse. The difference between the Tennessee walking horse and a mule gate, and calling the show, you, you let let them run on in in the Tennessee walking horse. What do you do with the mules? Well, I mean, pretty much the same thing. It depends on if they're if they're uh, if they're walking mules or if they are uh, uh, and and or if they're racking, and so there are different calls for for the gates and. And, um, uh, over time, you know, you see some of that, but they, they look more like, uh, uh, their gait is not nearly as, def- as exaggerated or defined as walking or racking horses. They're more like, uh, pleasure horses, but they, they do have a gait and, uh, it makes for a smooth ride. So, and of course, if you're in Columbia first weekend of April, you're going to have a gated mule show. Man of many talents. Voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, with there us he here is. on Main Street Sports today. Chip, um, last week was a little bittersweet if you were a Middle Tennessee State women's basketball fan because the Lady Raiders advanced to the Final Four of the WNIT and they lost in the national semifinals in the Glass House to visiting Seton Hall. 74-73 on a bucket inside the final, what, five seconds? So Yeah, that, that'd be about right because they got the ball back after calling a timeout uh, and advanced the ball to midcourt and had one last opportunity. Uh, Middle had a four-point lead and saw that get away. Uh, after being after down. Trailing, mm-hmm. Yeah, after being down the whole game, finally came back, got the lead up, uh, there was a, a jump ball call that that was, I mean, you got to give Seton Hall credit. They they uh, you you could see one of their assistant coaches, you know, coaching up one mm-hmm. of his girls, saying to get in there, grab the ball, get try to get the jump ball because they had the arrow, and that's exactly what happened. And once um, once uh, Seton Hall got back up by a point, uh, Middle did get the ball and had it. At, half court with what like 4.2 something like that which was very reminiscent of the time left on the clock last night but um and uh, they got the ball to Ksenia Maleska uh just had a had a good look at it didn't make the shot Seton Hall won and went on to uh, to uh Brookings South Dakota to take on the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State who uh, ended up winning it uh, pretty handily over Seton Hall and uh, South Dakota State played all their games in that event at, at home, and they have a huge home court advantage and sell out their arena uh, of about four to five thousand people. But as you mentioned, bittersweet. Sweet part, you got had a great, great year, won twenty-seven games. Uh, you you get all the way to the national semifinals of that tournament, but the the bitter part, of course, uh, is suffering a loss. But within 24 hours after that, you got another 
sweet piece <laughs> of news, and that was um, out of the transfer portal pickup. Savannah Wheeler, who was the leading scorer in Conference USA last year, the point guard for Marshall, she will be transferring in. And, I mean, that is about as much of a plug-and-play situation as you can get with Dorsar uh, finishing her eligibility and and uh, having to go back to Israel and and uh, and spend a year in the Israeli Army. That's part, That was part of uh, the deal when – kids from Israel come to the United States, they have a, a military term they have to fulfill when they return home. But uh, she was unbelievable this year. Love watching her play. But Savannah Wheeler is is very much cut from the same cloth and uh, but and, and, and scores just like uh, just kind of maybe as good or better than Dorsar did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a situation where you're you're bettering yourself and you're and you're weakening a conference foe, so you'll you'll always take that. No, 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 no. Not a conference no, 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 no. foe anymore. My bad, my bad. Never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> hey, where, where's that record scratch? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wicka, wicka, wicka. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Sorry about that. Um, Chip, I, I I have to say I paid a lot more attention to the Lady Raiders over this WNIT stretch than I had up to this point, probably. So um, I'll plead guilty on that. But while you're bringing in a Savannah Wheeler, you've also got to like what you saw here down this stretch out of Courtney Blakely in the backcourt. Well, Courtney Blakely has, has, you know, and you go back and I know you were at the, at the Vanderbilt game and she got the defensive assignment on the final play of the game that, uh, and defended, um, the shooter for Vanderbilt, uh, who was putting up one to win. And so she's been good. Uh, you've had, uh, of course, the, uh, not only Maleska, but, uh, the, 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 the other Russian girl has been out. eight um, at, um, uh, when they went to Toledo, uh, and, and so you've got that, you've got, uh, Courtney Whitson will be coming back for her senior year. Uh, you've got Jalen Gregory, who had an outstanding freshman year. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's you know I, Coach Rick Ensel and his staff have have you know they have to be pleased with what they have coming back and the newest addition to the fold. And you know it'll it'll be interesting to see. Coach Ensel talked on his post game show that the uh, the the end of his coaching career is within sight somewhere down the road. Uh, uh, sooner rather than later, and that will just play itself out as it does, uh, depending on how next season goes. Speaking with the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters here on Main Street Sports today, and I want to pivot to spring sports because it's always a good time to talk about beating Western. And the baseball Blue Raiders did just that, taking two of three, including a complete game from Peyton Wigington. Uh, his fourth complete game on Sunday. Former page standout. Uh, yes. Fantastic night for for ta- fantastic afternoon for him and for uh, this this team. You know, it, it really was, and, and the key to to Wig's um, effort on Sat or on Sunday. Uh, you know, a lot of times you can really extend yourself in a game if you can. Oh, have a, a, a an inning where you throw ten pitches or something. Well, he had he had a, a a 
six pitch inning followed by a four pitch inning. <sighs> so wow. right in, right in the middle, like in the fifth and sixth or sixth and seventh, right in there, which allowed him to 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 go the distance, and and. You know, it was very interesting how the weekend played out weather-wise. We had a, a breezy Friday night, uh, almost calm, dead calm Saturday, and then uh, then the the wind again came back on on uh, on Sunday. But uh, not only did you have uh, Wigginton uh, with a great effort there um, on, on Saturday in the loss, you had a, a really good long. Uh, relief effort from Jaden Ham, who uh, has continued to to be he he had to put the brakes on Western and he did exactly what he had to do. Just the bats weren't able to to produce enough runs late in the game to uh, to get him back. So, uh, but but Ham did his job, uh, and, and you know there's a lot of Murray and Williamson Countyans on that roster. They were they were supposed to be playing again tomorrow against Memphis with that game. Uh, in, a, in about 45 minutes, will officially uh, be out there that that game uh, will not happen tomorrow. Whether it will be played later on in the schedule, uh, they haven't. Jim Toman and Darren Schoenrock have not uh, made that up just yet, but uh, could be, might not be. That that game will be in flux. Now the Raiders travel to uh, Huntington, West Virginia, or Charleston, or wherever Marshall decides to play their games this weekend uh, as, and that will be uh, the final uh, series in, in baseball with the thundering herd. So middles now won two series in a row with uh, at, at UAB and at home against Western. And uh, they're kind of in a log jam of about, about four or five teams that are five and four uh, tied for fourth place in the league. You mentioned the, Performance out of the bullpen Saturday by Jaden Ham holding Western Kentucky in check, middle unable to close the gap in that loss. But in the 10-2 opener on Friday, MTSU won behind a three-for-three performance by former Spring Hill standout Bryson Thomas um, that included a home run. Three-for-three with a pair of runs and a pair of RBI in that one. So, um, like you said, Murray County standing up for the Blue Raiders over there. Yeah, and Bryson uh, played well in the in the in, in JT Mabry had a huge weekend, but Bryson also played well uh, last Tuesday uh, up in Cookville and when Middle played Tennessee Tech. Like to hear that. Like to hear that. Yep, I was going to mention uh, while we were talking about cancellation of games, softball was scheduled to play Murray tomorrow. That game, due to weather, has been uh, canceled. Uh, soccer was uh, scheduled to play Lipscomb tomorrow night. That has been canceled. So, uh, and I would imagine football practice this afternoon, uh, at the very least, uh, if they if they have it at all, will be moved into the stadium instead of the practice field. So, a lot of stuff uh, that weather is having an effect on right now during spring sports. Uh, Men's golf, I uh, want to mention that. They played in the uh, Vanderbilt Invitational over at the Legends Club last week, and uh, they finished fourth out of 15 teams and had the uh, they, they, they were finished just ahead of Ohio State and uh, had the best finish of any of the three Conference USA teams that were in that event. Um, and uh, a, a name that, that you will know, uh, Nick Wolf. Uh, 
Coach Boots Donnelly's grandson playing his grad year after uh, after a terrific career at UT Martin is playing a grad year for Mark McIntyre's Blue Raider team was the best finisher for middle. He finished in the top 10 with a, with, uh, as going six under par for the tournament. He had a three round total of two Oh seven. Uh, and that was a career best for him in a, in a three round event. And, uh, he has been playing just absolute lights out this year and really cool to see, uh, Nick, uh, come back to play at middle, uh, his, his dad, Kevin and mother, Bunny have have enjoyed having him play close to home. I was going to ask you if that was Kevin's son. Yeah, Good. Kevin, Kevin and Bunny's son. Good lord, that's amazing. I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm getting Isn't old. Isn't that something? It really <laughs> is. It really is. Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders, here with us on Main Street Sports today. Chip, as always, we appreciate you. And um, with all these cancellations, I'm I'm not sure what we'll find to talk about next week. Oh, we'll we'll figure out something. We'll have baseball over the weekend. Softball goes to FIU. Uh, football spring practice. We'll have a third week in the book, so there'll be something for sure. Okay, right. one hundred and sixty-five days to kick off, and if you want to get your Blue Raider season tickets, now's the time to do it because apparently there are some prizes out there. Uh, so if you renew now, you'll be entered into the prizes. So check out uh, GoBlueRaiders.com and sign up for your season tickets today chip thank you man thank you boys have a good week all right when we come back it's top five tuesday top five most hated teams wonder who will be on that list should be good lists so stick around main street sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint back after this Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. 
Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Runner of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> <laughs> other guy Wham married the best looking girl Bananarama, so other guy Wham had a pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Coming to you from Columbia, Tennessee, but bringing you all of the most timely and comprehensive sports coverage from across the mid-state and the southeast and the rest of the country as we have a phenomenal guest list the rest of the week. Of course, we'll talk to Heather Williams tomorrow about some NASCAR. We'll have Paul Newberry of the Associated Press to talk about the Atlanta Braves as well on Wednesday Chris Hughes will join us on Thursday for Coach's Corner for Fairview. Talking a little Fairview football and flag football. Primarily flag Primarily. Yeah. And Jeff Calkins to talk a little bit about the, the Grizz and their fantastic week. And then, of course, every Friday, Jeff Hem joins us from the Nashville Sounds. And this week, getting you ready for the draft, Mike Dettelier. NFL draft expert will tell us why the Titans are not going to draft a quarterback. Probably also tell us why they're not going to trade A.J. Brown, but I think we can tell us that. Yeah. yeah. John Robinson has gone on record so many times saying he's not on – we're not talking about it. We neglected to ask Teresa about that, but I don't think think we should have wasted our time. It's not worth – yeah, it's not worth asking about because we all know it's not a thing. Yeah. Anyway. Let's uh, let's get into our top five most hated teams brought to you by Mid-South 5 Fitness. Two great locations, one here in Columbia, one in Franklin. If you are looking to get in shape this spring, Mid-South 5 Fitness can help you reach those goals. Style is still in the gang. Stillathletes.com, at stillathletes, no E, S-T-E-E-L, athletes on Instagram. Go check them out. That's Mid-South 5 Fitness bringing you Top five Tuesday each and every week. As we head into this top five Tuesday, most hated teams. Um, 
a team that may wind up on a list considering that you've got a room full of Braves fans. Um, former Los Angeles Dodgers outfielder Tommy Davis died yesterday at the age of 83. Um, and this guy had probably one of the these numbers jump out at you. I mean, these are these are what they what they call video game numbers now. In 1962, his third full year in the majors, this guy batted 346 with 27 home runs and 153 RBIs. That's in 163 games. I mean, when you're starting to talk about close to an RBI a game, mm-hmm. that's that's solid. First of three All Star seasons for. Tommy Davis over his 18 18-year major league career also had 230 hits that year. Wow. Yeah. Um died again yesterday at the age of 83 and just wanted to mention that um condolences to him and his family. Um my dad's a big Dodgers fan. I on the other hand am not. And so, with that, let's get to our top 5 most hated teams. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I Y'all are going to think I'm – you're going to laugh at me when I say this, but there are not a lot of teams that I hate. There are a few that I hate with a burning passion, but I had trouble finding five. Yeah. I I had three pretty easy. uh Uh-huh. There – most teams, I just don't feel a whole lot for one way or the other. There's only (laughs) – there's not really five that I do hate. Now, so. are these your, your most hated? Yes. My most hated. Our most hated. Our most hated. Yes, our most hated. Teams okay. that I hate more than anybody else. And the top three are on the list. Yeah. And there's <laughs> so these so, are teams that I would never, ever, 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 ever root to win ev- anything. Ever. I want them to lose everything. Everything? Everything. Yeah. Well, let's start with your number five while JP is reconsidering some things over there my number five is just based off the pure arrogance of their owner slash gm and that is the dallas cowboys i mean i don't hate the cowboys but i don't root for the cowboys to win anything i mean i don't like i'm not like screw the cowboys they suck i mean i don't put a lot of effort into hating the Cowboys, but I certainly don't root for them, especially on Thanksgiving when they are the only game. And non-deservedly so in most cases. Yeah. My number five, and when you had a area figure playing for them, it kind of dampened things, but I'm not a big New England Patriots fan. It, it will be easier to hate the New England Patriots now than it has been over the past five years or so. I will say this. I was a I was a big Patriots fan in 2001 because I was so angry at the Rams. So it's kind of hard. I, like, I have learned to dislike them more, but I think it's just because they win. Hmm. Or they were winning. They're not no. winning now. I'm, I'm not a Patriots fan. JP, no. have you got – Number five over there? Yeah, I can go with this. Number five, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, that's that's an easy one to hate. That if, is a as, solid a, as a Titans fan, I can see that. Sure. Then for the Ravens. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And the Ravens may be on the list, too. Uh, my number four, this is my UT coming out. It's Florida. I hope Florida loses everything they do. I, I hope they lose at Tiddlywinks. I hope they lose at Equestrian. I hope they lose at Women's Water Polo. I don't. I hope they lose every game they ever try to play. Equestrian. 
I, whatever. I hope they're trying to ride alligators out there and lose. <laughs> uh, my number four, and it probably should be higher, but this is okay. Um, the New York Yankees. Yeah. They, they ruined my 1996 World Series. They've ruined a lot of things for a lot of folks, and I just wish they would go somewhere and and Derek Jeter's only in the Hall of Fame because he played his entire career in a New York Yankees uniform. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I, I would not disagree with that. JP? All right, number four. Yeah, the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I figured they'd be on his list mm-hmm. somewhere because, I mean, yep. you can't have uh, two football seasons ago, uh, the year that they beat us, yeah. and they were the number one overall seed. But I, but I, I respect the hell out of Ray Lewis. And, uh, and I kind of like Ray Lewis now. But there's been a long time, long time since since he stole the soul of Betty George. <laughs> My number three. Or knocked it out of him, I guess. I could not have a list without them on it. And if you listen to this show, you already know where I'm going with this. And we talked as recently as yesterday, Maryville College. I genuinely. Genuinely, they are the first team I thought of. <laughs> I absolutely hate Maryville College. Rival of? of uh, Where I played. Jax. Huntington. Uh, Huntington College. Where you uh, played. In, yes. two th- in my freshman year, yeah. So you have first-hand experience. First-hand experience. Yeah. Listen, we beat them three times, including in the conference championship game, and they went to the NCAA tournament because we didn't get an auto bid. Yeah. Now, you tell me, if you can't if you can't drive hate from that, you can't drive hate from anything. So, my number three is the entire National League East. <laughs> the Mets, the Phillies, the I, Nationals, the, Nets, the Marlins, the Marlins. No, all I don't, of them. I don't hate the Marlins. I hate Don Mattingly. Yeah, it's kind of hard to hate the Marlins right now I'll, just because uh, – Sterling Marte uh, is I'm pretty apathetic. Alcantara. They start the, winning though. The Mar- the Marlins may be the the most dangerous team in the National yeah. League East for the I, Braves this year. I'm just saying, a lot of their players are easy to root for. Mm-hmm. I love Sandy Alcantara. I I love uh, Sterling Marte. I, I I like a lot of players on their team. But yeah, yeah. All right, JP, number, three. number three, number three, Kentucky basketball. The Kentucky basket. That's, that's the Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. There's no there. question there. So you can you can count on a UT football coming up here at some point too. Uh, yeah. It's a. Yeah. That's the CM Newton effect over there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your number two, sir. <laughs> My number two is the New York Yankees. I yeah, New York Yankees, man. I hate I hate them. That's mine too. So Mo, you can have the floor on number two. Uh, well, my number two is the Dallas Cowboys, and Ooh. and. You Actively know, hating on the Cowboys. It's the they're a love hate. Well, you you mentioned the arrogance, but it's also the attention that they get for being consistently mediocre. America's team and yeah. all that crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Miss no, me, you. miss me with that. <laughs> you said your number two Yankees. is Yankees. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so down to one. All right. I don't think there's any question here. My number one's probably Mo's number one, but it's Gino Rem and the Connecticut Husky women's basketball team. There's a, that that is one number one end all be all. Actually, it's not my number one. Wow, they're not even on your list. They're not on my list. My number one. You is, actively hate on them on this show all the time too. I, I, I do. And, they're an easy and, target. And you know, I, 
I probably I probably did not give this the attention it deserved. Gotcha. But I feel pretty confident in my number one, Notre Dame football. Oh yeah, mm. you hate on Notre Dame probably more than you hate on UConn hoops. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah, you 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 yeah. I'm not surprised by that. Thank you. <laughs> um, JP, my number one, uh, the shade of hunting orange. Uh, In, I, anything. I will say that. My list probably should have included UConn somewhere. Probably should have also included Western Kentucky in any sport. Yeah. And and, and Nebraska. Football. If you're a true Blue Raider, it, it and should. My, yeah. So. And you are. One, those those would be honorable mentions. I have mm-hmm. an honorable mention of Troy State. So. And now that Jacksonville State is back, is at the FBS level, I fully expect Jacksonville State, Troy State to be a – sorry, Troy, whatever. Yeah, uh, Troy. To be a – rivalry again and i i am truly hoping that that is able to get back to what it was in the early 90s and when they were both in the 80s and 90s and they were both division two oh before troy went to division uh went to fcs Mm -hmm. jsu state division two then troy went fbs and jsu moved up to fcs and mid 90s is kind of when the rivalry went way in favor of Troy because they were they had more scholarship players they had better mm-hmm. players, so getting back to the same level will reignite that rivalry and it's a lot of fun. So I'll, I'll give you honorable another quick mention. honorable mention: uh, the Miami Hurricanes football from yeah. the early two thousands. Oh, um, oh, not no, not from the early two thousands, specifically no, the, the nineteen eighty five yeah. Miami Hurricanes football team See, that I, walked into New Orleans and was telling everybody why they should be national <laughs> champions. After they beat UT, see, I didn't, score. UT thirty-five, Miami. Seven. See, I didn't mind that. <laughs> I, I, again, 34-13 in New Orleans, yeah. uh, nineteen ninety-three Sugar yeah. Bowl. But so. Kellen Winslow Jr. See, his I, soldier rant after the loss to Tennessee. <laughs> that that team, yeah. Uh, I, I get that was that. the back end of. Don't, um, no, the, don't get me wrong, yeah. but the two thousand one team is the greatest college football team in the history of time. Ed Reed. Uh, You're not wrong. All of those guys. Uh, all, the, all those guys. And yeah. I loved watching that team. Oh, they were fun to watch. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't hate just as long as, you, as long as you weren't rooting for the team they were playing. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Come back tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Main Street Sports today. I'm Chris Yao. That's Mo Patton, JP Plant on the controls. We'll see you tomorrow.